This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Chandra Lingasetti. Dr. Lingasetti is the Chief Administrative Officer at the Baptist Physician Group in Arkansas, Baptist Physician Partners. He'll help me figure this out better. Dr. Lingasetti, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yes, Scott. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. Yes, uh, I'm Chandra Lingasetti. I work as the Chief Administrative Officer at Baptist Health Physician Partners, Arkansas. We are the state's largest clinically integrated network with over 1,700 providers that are serving the Arkansans with the highest quality healthcare offerings. Our parent organization, the Baptist Health Arkansas, is the largest not-for-profit health system in the state. And talk a little bit about Baptist Physician Partners, Baptist Health System, and a couple points of pride in the system. Yes, sir. Uh, sure, Scott. Thank you so much for asking that question. It really kind of uh, a moment of pride for me to talk about the uh, system that really, uh, um, you know, uh, nurtured me so far. It's been a quite a journey, both physically and intellectually. You will know why in a second. Um, Baptist Health Arkansas is the state's largest faith-based, not-for-profit, comprehensive health system with 11, 11 hospitals, about 1,900 beds, few hundred ambulatory clinics, over 200 points of uh, access and urgent care clinics, and a graduate medical education residency program and a nursing school. It's really a kind of you know, full-service system in our state. Apart from several quality and service awards, System 1 for more than two decades, Baptist Health Little Rock has been named as the winner of the Consumer Choice Award by the National Research Corporation. Um, which is which is a quite a significant uh, body. Uh, we are a century-old system, uh, Scott, this year, 100, 100 years. But in terms of growth, innovation, patient-centered approach, and agility, we probably are the most vibrant and dynamic organization in the state, especially under the able leadership of our president and CEO, Mr. Troy Wells. Um, a little bit about my... Uh, healthcare training experience and career trajectory or journey so far. After finishing my medical school in India, I moved to the United Kingdom, trained in the surgery and general practice for 40 years, and then relocated myself to the United States, did my internal medicine residency in New York, and moved to Arkansas a little over a decade ago, joined Baptist Health as a hospitalist. In addition to working in our 843-bed flagship hospital in Little Rock, I also served our regional and critical access hospitals in rural Arkansas, where I was instrumental in standing up hospitalist programs. It was that experience in rural Arkansas that really helped me understand the last-mile problems in American healthcare systems. Scott, you know, just around that time, the healthcare systems were pulled into the value-based care. So I sort of felt deficient in my understanding of healthcare as a business. So went to business school here locally for an MBA and then to Harvard University, Boston for a master's in healthcare management. And the campus is uh, Harvard T.H. Chan School of uh, Public Health, which is only a couple of miles from the school that you graduated from, Harvard Law. Um, and other the other important thing the, is... The, uh, but the, but the, the, the Harvard Law School, Harvard Law School, Chandra... That's really Harvard. I mean, the School of Public Health. Do you count that as school still? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I agree. Well, you know, uh, credit to you. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Tell me about this. Tell me about this, Dr. Wingasetti. Talk to me about this. I mean, what a yeah. life. You, you grew up in India. You end up in Arkansas. You spend time at Boston. Talk a little bit about I mean, what a journey and what a life. Take a moment on that journey and that life. You know, what it's like growing up in India, moving here, living in Arkansas, living in rural Arkansas. And, and I take it rural Arkansas was delightful. But talk about that versus your, your, your life. Talk a little bit about your journey. Yeah. Not, not so I, much like, professionally, but sort of like the feel of moving from these different places. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I, I, I was um, fortunate to be uh, fortunate to be uh, knowing uh, three different healthcare systems uh, professionally. Uh, India being a predominantly uh, uh, predominantly uh, uh, what do you call um, uh, cash payment system, private dominance there. And of course, there is some you know uh, governmental and federal healthcare systems available there, but predominantly consumers access uh, uh, for cash only sort of a private healthcare systems. And uh, the penetration of uh, insurance there is minimal compared to other you know other comparable. Uh, nations around there. That's one system where, and I like you rightly pointed out, training in uh, India um, during my medical school days was the that was the beginning. That was a seed that was put in in terms of learning more about uh, what is the purpose I have. So the purpose, the questions that are on the purpose of what I what I want to do going forward in the life, uh, uh, you know, the seeds were sown at that time. And finishing that, I was on the lookout for. Uh, learning more just to continue my lifetime journey. And, um, you know, again, to your point, seeing patients from different places of uh, uh, India, um, especially around my medical school, there are lots of uh, um, areas which are hard to reach, the areas we call as, um, uh, what do you call, um, agency areas, meaning that uh, there are tribes and there are there are populations that are uh, secluded from, um, the modern civilizations up in the up in the hills and so on and so forth. So I used to make a point to go to those places and do uh, medical camps on the weekends uh, to try to understand what exactly are uh, the problems that they're going through. I think I was I was I was young and I was immature. I didn't quite uh, uh, get the sense of uh, the relationship between the social determinants of health and the health outcomes, but I could perceive that. Well, with that said, moving to UK was uh, uh, quite a shock because from you know, from a small time, a small town boy to um, you know going to a Western world was quite a shock. But that was a pleasant surprise. Learned so much in UK, um, and um, uh, learned many uh, skills that are needed and that are expected of a professional uh, uh, physician for sure. So that was quite a journey. My surgical experience there taught me. Um, essential skills associated with, uh, um, you know, how a surgeon has to be. And um, to your point, um, at that time, I was, I was, I was looking at uh, what exactly is the next step. And that's when I, I thought maybe uh, moving to the United States, um, going through the learning here, going through this particular healthcare system, which is managed care system, that is uh, an example, quite an example to the world. Um, maybe. Uh, that is going to be a good experience. So that's really propelled me to um, move myself to um, U.S., had my internal medicine residency. So like I said, everything else uh, we talked about, um, when then moving to um, Arkansas. Moving to Arkansas felt uh, uh, like uh, uh, just going home. 
moving to home because here it's a little uh, different compared to uh, hustle bustle of big towns and big cities in the United States. It's a, um, it's a southern uh, hospitality and, and much more laid back and much more um, family centered, if you like. And I love it. I mean, this is this is this is my home. I call it as my home. And um, let me ask you a question: yeah. did, you, did you grow up in a large town in India, a small town in India? What was India? Small like? town. Small, small town. town. Where? Where? Uh, where? Um, it's called uh, Guntur. It's in the central. Uh, it's in the South India, Central Andhra Pradesh. Uh, but the medical school I went to was in big city called uh, Vizag. You know, it's uh, it's on the. Um, it's on the coast of uh, uh, Bay of Bengal, uh, which is um, it's a beach town, really kind of vibrant city. Fascinating. Well, congratulations. What a, what a remarkable career. Let me bring you back to the present time. What a fascinating career, though. It, it just is. It, it's amazing. One, we thank you here. We all should thank you for bringing your talents here to the United States. We're fortunate to have you. We, we are just lucky to have all these great physicians come from overseas and nurses to practice here. We are fortunate and lucky, and thank you. And thank God for people like you that come here. Another um, question for you is, what are you seeing with COVID-19 currently? What, what's the current situation where you're at in Arkansas? Scott, um, that's a really uh, great question and very relevant given everything that is going on here right now. Our early cases here in March this year were a result of local transmission, which means the infected persons traveling into the state sort of transmitted the infections to their close contacts, right? And at the time, state government leadership and Arkansas Department of Health responded very well to that very quickly and put all necessary measures in place to flatten the curve. At Baptist Health also, we quickly assembled a system-wide multidisciplinary task force and were successful in handling the pandemic that is unfolding due to community spread. Two months into pandemic, the graph looked like it plateaued a little bit and almost behaved like a downtrend for a few, uh, but cases started rising again starting this fall. Total daily positive cases you know, haven't been a reliable metric given the resource constraints and the testing in the beginning, but the daily hospital census has been an accurate reflection of the disease transmission and the burden on the system. Currently, the total daily cases are touching 2,000 uh, per day, uh, Scott, and the hospitalizations are going up steadily with an all-time daily record of close to 1,000 patients in the hospital at present. These are statewide stats. Um, Baptist Health System has about one-fourth of total hospitalizations right from the beginning of the pandemic. Baptist Health cared for a quarter of all hospitalizations. If you um, allow me to share some of um, you know, our strategy, some of our uh, strategic um, you know, uh, responses to this COVID, I'd be delighted to share that with you because um, what an extraordinary team we have at Baptist Health. And I was part of, uh, you know, as, as a physician and as a physician uh, leader and, and administrator, I had a pleasure in uh, being a part of a medical management uh, task force here. So I've been an integral part of overall system medical and surgery response to COVID. So I think it is worth sharing a few thoughts, like I said, um, you know, how as a system we responded from the medical management perspective. Because the outcomes at Baptist Health, they've been quite superior compared to similar size systems elsewhere. One important thing we did very early was standardization scar. So we standardized the protocols for COVID-19 management in the hospital and in community as well, which was early. So we probably were first to implement in the state 
a COVID-19 discharge follow protocols wherein we send patients home with a COVID-19 kit that has masks, gloves, and pulse oximeter. We rapidly put that in place, and also we put in place a COVID-19 post-discharge follow-up team who check on the patients for 14 days following the discharge. We were able to monitor a patient's progress, intervene early, prevent worsening of the disease, kept patients out of the hospital, right? Sometimes it is safe to be out of the hospital. So served them well in the community and had a, and had a several positive patient outcome stories to share with you. And with that said, like I said earlier, we were quick to innovate, test and try. That is our strength. So we leveraged the technology during the pandemic very well. At the beginning, the pandemic here in Arkansas had a paradoxical effect on the system. Both clinics and acute care facilities were underutilized. Uh, so we were quick to inform, innovate, and implement our telehealth strategy within ambulatory care delivery system. As expected, our telehealth adoption among our ambulatory care providers was on par with the national average, and we are just about to test and implement our own virtual care application that is HIPAA compliant and secure. And if you recall the description of our um, clinically integrated network, we are the state's largest clinically integrated network uh, owned by the system. And the management of chronic diseases and pop health management are part of our core objectives, Scott. A desperate, a very quick and focused approach to restore the preventive care, health promotion, screening, our preliminary quality metrics for this year uh, for our covered population don't look promising. Um, I must say that the COVID-19 really impaired our ability to effectively manage non-COVID health conditions, chronic conditions uh, that have both short and long-term consequences. Well, we're hoping to work on leveraging the technology and closing those care gaps, um, hopefully, Scott. I think um, that's very important. And then a couple of more important initiatives we have done at Baptist Health are surge planning. You know, planning always makes it easy to uh, handle something like this, which came in without any invite, right? So way back in April, we quickly put a robust medical surge plan in place and prepared ourselves for a puzzle surge. Medical staffing capacity expansion and those things can look good in theory on paper, but the reality could be quite stressful. So given a rise in the hospitalizations, we are currently testing our medical search plan, collaborating with system operational nursing teams who are extraordinary, working hard 24 by seven, but a concerted approach towards increasing systems overall capacity. Hopefully we may not need so much, but we are preparing for the worst. And, and the final thing is very, uh, very close to my heart is communication. Uh, our physicians here are extraordinary in, in Arkansas. Our nursing staff are extraordinary. Can't thank them enough for keeping our keeping our uh, families and keeping our community safe here. So we kept all of our providers in close communication ever since the pandemic started unfolding. We leveraged technology in reaching out to them, use our own staff communication application and video conference and portals to deliver clinical update, practice management updates on a regular basis. The value of engaged providers can't be any more pronounced than at present, Scott. We are fortunate to have a wealth of greatly skilled and dedicated clinicians that are helping us keeping our community safe and healthy. And um, I, I, I'm thankful to them, Scott. Well, what, Chandra, what an amazing situation. And let's hope we get through this surge and start moving in the right direction. 
we still have lots and lots of cases in Illinois. We're starting to see positivity rates move just a little bit in the right direction. Let's hope that's a trend we see in a lot of other places, too. It is really a daunting time, and we owe tremendous thanks to healthcare workers, physicians, leaders, clinicians, everybody in the healthcare establishment for what they're doing today to keep us all safe. I mean, it, it, it's really a, an amazing effort by our healthcare workforce. Chandra, Dr. Lingasetti, I want to thank you for joining us in the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What an amazing life story, magnificent, and, and thank yes, you for sir. all that you do. My pleasure. Thank you.